Crack on. Right, there we are. We're live. Welcome back to the Welfare Business Podcast with Connor Benham. That's me and the evil bull genius who sat virtually opposite me. Before we get stuck into the episode, just want to make you aware that you need to go buy a fucking book. It's cheap. Comes with the most unbelievable free gift ever, uh, which is 40 hours worth of free shit, essentially. It's not shit. It's very good. In fact, I've had several messages in the last couple of days talking about my weekly and daily planning system. One person told me how they found an extra two hours in the day. Another one told me that uh, they're finally working on the right things. And I won't bore you with all the other lovely things that are being said. Hey, hang on a minute. These are the only time. Can you say anything nice about me? No. no. I don't want to fucking hear it then. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Oh, don't give not about wankers. Not- not about the 12 hours worth of live events that you said, yeah, we can use that, that were previously yeah, sold to thousands. And I, I do want to make it aware, this is the only time you'll ever hear either of us say you're going to get something cheap and free from us. And so, so take us up on it before we change our minds. That's wellfedbusiness.com forward slash book. Yeah. So talking of books. cheap, free crap, <laughs> and books <laughs> standards we you, you were telling me something quite interesting about uh before someone can drive in ireland they need to have an eye test yeah well it's, it's more of a, a checkbox thing you know you i, I don't I'm, i took my test 40 years ago or so it's fucking hundreds of years ago you know? ancient history but then obviously you've got minimum standards for eyesight but then it was the, the you walk out of the, the the test center with the examiner to the car and it would kind of look at a nearby car and go read the number plate very subjective and not particularly well monitored. Um, fuck knows how I managed to squeeze through to be fine. But um, so that's before I had my eyes done, obviously. But now, to before you can even get your driver's permit, let alone take a test in Ireland, you know, your your novice driver's permit, you have to get an eye test. So I'm, I'm taking Holly up to um, the next town up, Bandon, just to get this fucking checkbox done. Yeah. And then, of course, you're coming back. Go on, carry on. I was just going to say, it's so different to the UK because I'm pretty sure over here it's still read that number plate. Oh, right. I don't know. It's been so long. I only took the test once. So, passed first time, of course. But then, of course. Me too. All the best people do. Let's see if Holly does that. I mean, she got 100% on her theory the other the week up in Skibbereen. You've yeah, got to be a bit of a potato. We stick out that wrong, didn't you? The way she just Yeah. Interesting if I took that test myself because I haven't studied the highway code in the UK for 40 years, let alone the Irish one, which will be somewhat different. Um, but hey. but after that, of course, we're coming back and Holly's boyfriend's coming around to stay the night and then they're off to his parents tomorrow. <laughs> you know what she's fucking said? I swear I'm not making what, what, what she said. She's told this bloke, right? She said, Hey, my dad's severely autistic. <laughs> severely. Can you imagine it? Not only is that inaccurate because it's not a gradient, it's a spectrum. But what a cheeky cunt. You know what I'm going to do? I hate to disappoint people. So when he comes around, I'm going to sit there drooling out of one side of my mouth and maybe throw some feces at the wall or something. <laughs> really fucking Say autistic, you know. Say everything that comes to your mind. Yeah. Oh, you've got a big head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
You're not quite the dick that I imagined you to be from what Holly said about you. <laughs> You're not as good looking as our exes, though. Yeah, yeah I bet your dick's one as well. And I guess what I'm going to tell you what, mate. I did a lot of nappy changing when Holly was a baby, so I can assure you I saw her vagina long before you did. You know, things like that, subtle stuff, you know. Yeah, it's ironic because we're bringing this up under the context of standards mm. uh, of which... <laughs> Low standard of behaviour. That's okay. I'm cool with that. <laughs> well, that you're going to have a lot of fun tonight. Do you know what you're cooking? I'm not cooking for them. She's Oh, my God. She fucking trashed the kitchen yesterday pre-preparing chicken satay. She never fucking cooked chicken satay for me. <laughs> and I'm a dad. <laughs> So, she's so, chicken sat on him, whatever, and they're eating after we've eaten. I mean, I'm doing steak and vegetables for me and Sarah. Mm. So, they're having some private time. Yeah. I mean, all you'd need, they don't, neither of them drinks alcohol. All we need is a bottle of wine and a candle. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, this romantic. Oh. Well, I, all I have to say is. Good luck to that young man yeah. and good luck to Holly because she is going to be a shade of crimson all night. I, I mean, I can vaguely remember dating as a young person myself. It was fucking horrible. Meeting parents of girlfriends and things. Oh, why would you do that? <laughs> Seriously. I, I was always very good at it. Yeah. I mean, if I say so myself. Mrs. EBG and I, right, so it's nearly 20 years ago now, 2005. Um, so it's 18 years ago in October we just fucked off to Truro in Cornwall to get married just me and her the night before the wedding in the, in the restaurant in the hotel I just stood up and said wait anybody want to come and, come and be, want to come and be a witness tomorrow if they if someone I mean two people said yes a, a couple but if they hadn't I'd have just gone over to the local Tesco garage because there's Tesco over the road from the registry office I'd have just gone over there and said wait come on I want two of your shelf stackers please yeah, it is a couple of quid. Come with me. Yeah. So that, that's I, that really. I get it. That's that. I want to bring it back to standards because in Ireland, the standards for a driving test are way higher by the sounds of it. Proper eye test. You've got to have six months worth of being a learner right. before you can even take your test. Where in England, it's read that number plate. As far as I'm aware, things may have changed. It, it's been nine years since I took my test so things may have changed but it's read that number plate over there and you can take your test anytime you want as long as you've got a provisional license and have passed your theory job done easy pretty low standards in comparison to what I'm hearing over there in Ireland and standards is an interesting conversation because uh there's an argument in the world of operations which uh John isn't too savvy to you know sales and marketing guru over there someone's got to make sure things are ticking over it's not long um, <laughs> people some people say that you've fallen out of this business you know people would be amazed that it's not me. yeah and i'm not i don't want to be when i get when i get on these calls yeah uh triage calls they 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 almost see that as less important than the sales call and there are arguments for that but people very foolish but i like that because yeah. their guard is down yeah, yeah it yeah. really shows me who they are so they're not playing up to you but i've also had people in the past go so how long have you been working for john 
<laughs> several times. <laughs> several times. Oh, that's brilliant. I'm going to fucking play it. Several that. times. And I, I often reply, well, for quite some time, but I don't want to sound egotistical, but do you really have no idea who who I am? And they go, to be honest with you, mate, no. <laughs> and I'm like, ha ha. And they're, they're, uh, I rarely tell them. But uh, a couple of times the ego did flare, and I was like, "Well, I I fucking run the show," and he does, <laughs> which obviously, he does. yeah, Absolutely. which got me nowhere. But it's the truth. Pe- people don't people don't give me the respect I deserve, Johnny. Eh? <laughs> you know what this is? This is the flex of concern. <laughs> I tell you what, that's a base that commands respect. A few, give me a few more wrinkles, a bald head, and and some grey facial hair, then they might treat me right. Eh? Yeah. Dream on, Mike. Dream on. Anyway, back, back to standards. Back to what I was saying. Back to what I was saying. There's an argument in the world of operations that the the quality of a business will always fall to either the quality of the operations and processes. That's what some people argue, and others say, "Well, no, it falls to 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 the level of your standards." And it's an interesting debate because I think we've had a good month. You've been on absolute fire on the phone for anyone listening to this john is things are moving so quickly i haven't quite had the time to sit him down and get him to explain exactly what's going on i've just been counting the cash on the back end and working out the bonus payments it's quite pleasant my job at the moment and vice versa john has been moving so quickly he hasn't even been able to look at the process on the triage calls it's 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 all working like magic at the moment yeah and i i I think one of the big things that changes we raised our standards. Oh, back in February. We raised our standards, both in terms of what we expect from our prospects and our clients, but also what we expect from ourselves. Mm. You set yourself a standard of, right, I want my closing rate to be this percentage. Certainly you're tracking it on a spreadsheet nah, in true autistic fashion. Or oh, 73.68 right and, now. And how much is that bugging you? Oh, immensely. Uh, yeah, and that's because you set a standard. I'm not quite there yet. And it's not quite there. I'm not sure you ever will be, but it's conversation for another day. Fuck you and the horse you rode in on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, I wanted John to essentially talk about what are the contributing factors that have made this such a brilliant month for us because quite frankly we haven't had the time or space to really talk about the finer details we just said right we need to raise our game and we did and we almost speak without words often we know exactly what that means without having to mm-hmm. to make it painfully clear and we raised our standards as i said in several ways we started aiming higher in terms of the client quality we wanted and i think that's on a foundational level yeah been a big reason we did i mean i think the most important thing we did i mean it, it was several it was the 7th of february when everything changed that's when we, we sat mm. down and, and we changed everything because you know we had the cannonball i had the cannonball through the window experience um yeah and things had to change so we made some we immediately raised our prices and, and ditched a whole raft of stuff that we'd been painstakingly building for at least nine months. And we just dumped it and, and pretty much started again, didn't we? 
But certainly this it last, no longer served us. This, yeah, exactly. This last month, um, we did three things really. The first is we we raised our prices. Um because we realized and, and really embraced I mean we knew it anyway, but we, we like everyone, we didn't always fully do what we said we should do. We didn't comp- you know, we didn't really internalize it properly. And that is we realized that you know people are juggling one of three scarce resources or one one or more of them time money energy and we were making the mistake that most people make it's an easy one to make is for some reason we tend to focus on the people who are trading uh, trading juggling money as a scarce resource and that's what can and we don't we didn't do that by having low prices but we did that because we were focusing getting our leads from the places where people who juggle the scarce resource of money tend to congregate and look for information and help. Yeah, and the, the problem there is we, we end up looking for or looking at and then talking to people who want some element of, oh, I want to do this myself, give me some help to do this myself, saves money, but it doesn't. You know, it really doesn't. But imagine you were I don't know, laying floors, you know, laying floors, you pulled up outside someone's house and you said it's going to cost you, I don't know, 5K to, for me to fix your floor. And they said, well, hang on a minute. I could go and hire a fucking jackhammer. I could dig up the floor myself and then I could do this. And yeah, you could probably do it cheaper, but what kind of floor are you going to get at the end of it? What would you say if you were a flooring expert? What would you say to that person? It's a waste of your fucking time. Go on a holiday or something. Or, or if you're a business owner, go and make some more sales and pay me to do your floor. I've been doing floors for 20, 30, 40 years. I know floors inside out, top to bottom, left to right, back to front. You know? Yeah. And people and it's and people were like, that that's just a no-brainer, but we weren't fully internalizing that. And of course, people, affluent individuals and businesses, they don't seek solutions to their problems by going onto social media looking for free tips five different ways to grow a business they know that problem's already been solved by someone a bit like looking at salesforce this morning we know that salesforce has solved a problem that we could spend a lot of time solving ourselves with bits and pieces here and there but fuck it it's just by salesforce to do it for us and that may well happen you know Affluent people. And the first thing I did is when we identified the problem is I was like, fuck it, I'll just speak to them straight yeah. away. I've got money. We've got a problem. Let's pay to fix the problem. I mean, it's absurd, people. And again, this is this is absolutely fundamental. Every time you try to, to solve a problem that someone helps, someone else has already solved and will give you that solution at a price, you are wasting your time. You are reinventing the wheel. And it'll cost you more. It'll is the opportunity cost of while you're spending time doing that, you can't do anything else. There's the actual cost of the stuff that you have to lay out. And that includes all the cost, the cost of mistakes. And then there's this second opportunity mm-hmm. cost, which you might call the revenue cost, in that while you're doing all that stuff, you're probably missing out on sales that you could have made because your attention isn't in the right place and your systems aren't perfect. You know, you come to us to get a sales system. Um it, I wouldn't say it works out of the box. The framework does, but you have to populate it yourself. But the, the the principles and the ideas, they work right out of the box. For you to fix that or create it yourself could take you 20 years because that's what it's taken me. You know? 
do you really mm-hmm. think it's worth your while and worth your time doing that? And if you do, fine, I ain't going to argue with you. But I think you're wrong. I, one of the best pieces of advice, when when pushed for a piece of advice to give to business owners, I always I always tell them, you know, you've got to be painfully aware of what you don't know, because that's where you 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 have an ego, and it's undeserved. You have preconceived notions and ideas about how things are, will, and should be, without any basis to 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 build it upon. And then when you get into to that world where you have complete a massive ignorance debt about you get a big old slap in the face. Mm. Reality hits you hard. I, I think part and oh god, god, it's right. And I was going to say this exactly to use the Salesforce example again. It's ever so boring, but but it's apt. I did a little bit of research. I became painfully aware of what I didn't know all of the options available out there that I just didn't have any idea about. And I was like, I just need to speak to someone who fully understands this shit. Tell them what I want. Fully understand it. Yeah. Ask them, can you do this? And let them figure it out. Yeah. It's that simple because they've done it a million times over. It's that simple. Why would I waste all that time trying to figure it out when there's so much that I don't know? this This is exactly how we do. I mean, if someone comes to us wanting us to solve a problem, they will come to us and they'll talk to you and you'll do the quick triage on them. And they'll speak to me. And they'll tell us, they'll lay their life bare and say what the problem is. And we'll tell them we can fix this or we can't fix this. And if we can fix it, it ain't cheap. No, but it must, unless they're running a, a particularly crap business, which we would have picked up at the time. We wouldn't sell someone something if it wasn't going to help them. Now, if they really think the fees we charge cannot be recouped very quickly if they do the work, because we have solved problems some of these people have been wrestling with for five years. I spoke to a bloke recently. I first spoke to five years ago. He didn't come on board with me then, and he's decided not to come on board with me now. So he's going to do it himself. Well, you, you've been doing it for yourself for five years, and it, that went so well. You came back to me with your tail between your legs, basically saying still hasn't worked. So what's going to happen in the next five years, I ask myself. These things don't concern me. They don't worry me. I actually kind of, I feel a bit of concern for this guy, actually, because he's, he's 59. He's, so the time he realizes that actually made a mistake again, it's going to be 64. I mean, why? And it's not like he's a pauper either. The guy's doing very well. Why are you doing this to yourself? I don't know. I, don't know. I really don't. I don't. I don't know the answer. And... On the inverse of that, someone who recently said yes to us after a very long um, and arduous protracted process, and he turns up on the yeah he turns up on the first call having spent all but five minutes with us. Turns up to the first community call having spent literally less than twenty four hours with us. And to be fair to him, he was he became painfully aware of the fact that he knew nothing about sales and marketing. But he had preconceived ideas, as everyone does. So he turns up, all wrong. he spends five minutes in the program, he turns up to the court and he says, oh my God, no wonder I've had shit results. <laughs> Everything I've been doing is wrong. And he, he said that mindset shift just immediately has freed him from all that shit in the past. And now he's so excited about what you can do moving forward. Yeah, he said, everything we've been doing has been dog shit. Now I've seen your solution. 
You know, I thought I had an idea, even though I was aware I had no training in sales and marketing. I thought I had an idea because I built these systems and processes. I thought I knew having seen your your guys stuff seemed like a good idea at the time. Mm. But the thing is, it's really hard to get that message over to people. I mean, it's it's our job as salespeople. It's my job as a salesman anyway. Um, but I, I refuse to take the hard sells sales pitch direction that way Dan I could do it and I, and I know I probably let some sales go that I could make but you've got to think I, it's what I want to I, I don't want to be doing that kind of thing it's, it's I, I need to manage my own energy levels hmm. and our sales system does mo- dispenses with most of that kind of behaviour but you know for the odd person yeah. who probably could be brought over the line with a bit of fucking pressure I'm not that interested I'm really not um, but it is bizarre. Like I say, we've got, you know, a guy who comes on board with us and basically, and he's probably, what, mid-40s? Uh, I can't remember, actually. He might be a little bit younger. Yeah, but he's, certainly, he's certainly got probably 20 years in business, hasn't he? I'd imagine. Either as an employee yeah. or a business. But, you know, he's, he's got a, a lot of business experience. Yeah, he's been, do- he's been doing it since the nip yeah. He's got a lot of business experience and within... Within an hour or two of of getting the introduced to the first elements of M eighty two core control, uh, sales control, he realizes that everything he's done and learned in the past is wrong. Oh my god! And my question, I mean, now he's not been in our world for very long. I mean, we said it was a protracted sales process, and it was, but it's that's it's all relative. We're talking of a couple of months here. You know, he hasn't been talking to us for years, but he's perhaps been our, in our world for a couple of three years. Ah. Okay. We could uh, on the sidelines. On the side, was, yeah, that's right. Oh. He was probably he probably came on into our world when we did our first early COVID. So you're probably looking at three or four years. Well, you know, if if imagine if he'd have thought then, shit, let's just talk to these guys. It could be four years further down the line and have all this shit. I mean, what could someone do with our stuff in four years, Connor? <laughs> Had a lot of yeah. stuff, and this is why we're so keen on. Investing in ourselves and investing in solutions, ASAP. which sounds wanky because we know if it takes true. us a year, that's a year of it's a year of opportunity cost. Mm. So that's why we fucking we raised our standards. We blew up everything we were doing before because we had a new new situation, new aspirations, new goals. So it was like, right, what we were doing before doesn't serve us today. Mm. Doesn't serve us. Blew it up. Raised our standards. Didn't give a shit about all the time that we lost. Because we know that if we waited and deliberated on making that decision, the opportunity cost just keeps on growing and growing and growing. And because of the way business works, the way it compounds over time, rather than it being a linear journey, which most people people expect, we knew time was of the essence. So we got moving quick. We raised our standards. And to anyone listening to this, I just want to reiterate, you don't know what you don't know. You really don't. You are probably very good at your craft you're probably very good at the thing that you do. And we, the, our best clients tend to be people who are absolute experts in their field, but their pay doesn't quite match their level of expertise. And all we've got to do is bring up their marketing and sales, and we trust them to take care of the, the customers on the back end. So, yeah, be aware of your ignorance debt. So I was writing something. Pay it down, and whenever you can. What are you writing down? One of my inspirational quotes. Yeah, just just for an email, you know. Um, 
I, I do find it bizarre that people's I, maybe it's the same for every business. Now, there's a there's kind of a a bit of a meme, I suppose, about every guy reckons in a pinch he could land an aeroplane. When in 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 effect, in, in reality, we all yeah. you know? and I bet we all like to think that oh, I do. I bet I could. I suppose it's I suppose the the, the, the bright side of it. They, they they did the. You'd get one chance at it, and then you'd be dead. So you wouldn't worry about what, what an idiot you looked, you know. Um. But I think every every red-blooded male believes he could land an aeroplane in a pinch. Yeah, we talk- sorry, John. There's a funnier one. Oh, yeah? There's a funnier one. The, the majority of men believe they could beat a bear in a fight if it was a fight for your life. Beat a bear? A bear. <laughs> a bear. A 300-pound killing machine. They think, oh, yeah, I, I could probably... I think the question was... If your life depended on it, could you survive for half an hour in a fight with a bear? These cunts could barely throw a punch for two minutes, and they're all like, "Well, yeah, if it's for my life, I definitely could." So I could. I mean, I think we we need to really point an accusing finger at Hollywood for this kind of thing, you know, <laughs> because the the way they yeah, portray like the violence and superheroes <laughs> is is bizarre. It's not like that. I mean, you know, fighting in fighting and especially like special forces stuff is very fucking dirty and quick it's long periods of boredom interspersed with very short periods of violence in which people get dismembered you know you don't you don't get one guy yeah, taking out six with his bare hands very often it does happen i know but mm. not very often and um, not the way it's portrayed and i'm sure i'm sure every guy almost every red-blooded male again if he was confronted with this do you reckon if your life depended on it, you could get through the SAS selection process? Yeah, I could do that if I had to. No, you fucking couldn't. I knew a Torman, right? His name was Damien, believe it or not. And he, and I go back 20 or 25 years now. He was 19, 20 at the time. Big bloke, lovely fella. He went down, is it Purbright, the marine selection place? Somewhere? Oh, uh, yeah. I, I know. He went about. down for marine selection. He couldn't even do one puller. And this guy's a doorman who, who, who fights for a living, you know, kind of thing. And he couldn't even do one pull-up. He went about three times. And he, in the end, they said, just give it up, mate. You're not going to manage this. He couldn't just do the pull-ups. But he couldn't do one at the first one. You know? And he wanted to be a Marine. Fucking hilarious. That's hilarious. <laughs> it is, yeah. Um, so, mm. yeah, standards. I mean... The kind of standards we've set for ourselves. I mean, we've been meandering here, but that's okay because there's a new. Hang on, John. You opened a loop there, but you didn't close what it. Was that? I think you was going on to say, of course, most business owners believe. Oh yeah, yeah. they can do. Most business owners believe Same they way can. That most people believe they, they can, can land a plane. They can land a plane. They can pass the SAS selection process. Um, they could act in a film. They, they think they can do all these things. I could be an influencer if only. Chances are, you fucking couldn't. And it's the same thing as they think they can do marketing and sales because they they see the successes of people and say, I could do that. It's only a fucking ad. It's only a sales letter. I could do that. And if they want you to do it, well, it's, only a, it's only a letter. You can write it for, on the cheap. I say, well, do it yourself. I'm telling you right now, I've been doing this job for 20 years. The sales system we have got, which we do, I developed in early, early this year, early this year, it's based on work that we've been, I've been doing, we've been doing, we've been testing for two years. So it's been two years in development, but 20 years in the making. If you genuinely believe 
you can reproduce that to a, even a half the quantity of what we've got in two years, five years, whatever. Great. You know, stop listening to us. Fuck off. We've got nothing for you. You can't. You really are not and going to do that. Bear in mind. Bear in mind. That's not just two years of your time. That's two years oh. of me being your sounding yeah. board as, as well. And I've been in this game for 10 years now. So it's so yes, we've got John 20 years, two years. John's had his head down on this. But I also have been there. So what are the odds <laughs> that these people can figure it out as one? Well, it's just insane. And, and at the same as time... One. Bearing in mind, this is our business. This is what we do. This is all we do. You know, I don't have a day job. Mm -hmm. I, I yeah, just we're in like, a fortunate position. It's not like during the day I'm out there trying to sell floors or walls or roofs or copywriting or fucking cars. This is my job, you know? So I'm probably spending at least, let's be pessimistic, at least five times. I've got at least five times longer to do this than you have. And I've been doing it for 20 years. Okay, if you really think you can do it better than I can in a, any kind of appreciable time, you could probably land a plane, get through the SAS, act in the film. You could probably do all those things as well. Right, yeah. I'm sure you could, mate. You keep fucking believing that. It's fucking bizarre, isn't it? Yeah. And that kind of ties in nicely to what I was saying about we, we didn't know what we didn't know there, we knew there was a better way to do some of the things that we were already doing we identified some key problems uh, especially around managing your energy and whatnot. and rather than try and figure it all out ourselves which you could argue we could because we've got the experience the history the track record it's the fact that it's all we do our way we still went out our way to find someone to just give us a little nudge in the right direction every now and again we've even got someone building a sales team for us exactly we could do it ourselves and we go out and we find but we've now at a point where we where we realize this will be done faster possibly not better to be fair because you've got to train this person to do things our way and he's been is a very experienced guy mm. but he's done things his way and he gets angry because he's got to do things our way. And that's fine. That's not a problem. <laughs> I'm right, and I can't. <laughs> yeah, it's just a matter of training. And that's what it is. But we realised that, uh, okay, there's this hiatus while we train him up. But we realised that he will then build our sales team, which will lead on to other things, much faster than we will do it, even if it's going to take him longer to get to the standards we could do it to. The other standard we've improved, increased mm. bottom-up price is, is the standard of the people we talk to. We are not yeah, interested. Yeah, I, yeah, I mentioned that at the beginning. In talking to people with no we money. Improve the quality of the person that we want to have. Yeah. <laughs> we are so rude to them on calls. <laughs> not, not like... Don't say that because people won't book calls. Not <laughs> offensive and call you names and shout at you or anything, but we're, we are blunt to the point of what most people would think is rude. Well, I am anyway. We, we can be rather matter-of-fact. We can be rather matter-of-fact, but that's because whether you join us or not, we believe sales is a service. And therefore, it's up to us to hold a mirror to you 
and accountable to your own bullshit because we've all got our own bullshit. I mean, me and John are not savants here. No, no, we've all got our own bullshit. The difference is we we are aware of it. So knowledge we happily. Yeah, yeah. So we raised our standards. We put up uh, in terms of what we deemed acceptable for ourselves. An example of that is your seventy five percent close rate. We set some standards on what we deemed to be acceptable. We put our prices up. We changed who we were speaking to, to a higher caliber of person. And I think another one, it's fair to say, is we started, especially now, we're, we're thinking on l- longer time horizons. We're really starting to truly think about, right, what, what did the business look like in five years? And even though we're fully aware that the, probably, the business probably won't look exactly like that in five or years. Or anything like that in five years. The first time with... Yeah, but it's the first, not the first time, but we made sure we were thinking, right, what's the longer term play here, which is why we bought someone in to start building out a sales team, albeit it might take slower, but the rewards at the end are greater. If we were to look at that in a one-year period, it'd make no sense to hire them. No. Make no sense. No. But, but over a five-year period, just by extending that 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 length of time we're, we're observing, it makes perfect sense. Is there anything else that, that we started doing that has led to us doing rather well? Any pearls of wisdoms we can share? We're also aware of our ignorance. I think an important one for everyone as well is standards of ethics. There's, on, that's there's a lot of unethical people out there. Now, we haven't raised our ethical standards because we've had them from the beginning. But, but what I've noticed is... Um, People's ethics tend to be quite, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, they're expedient. Inconsistent? They're inconsistent, yeah. But, it, but And they will change their ethics through expediency. You know, I yeah. wouldn't normally do this, but. And the way they justify, and as soon as I say this, I think everyone listening to it is going to go, oh my God, yes, I've seen this myself. The way they do it is they will post what is to them a dilemma on social media. Say LinkedIn, because that's the one we're on. But it happens everywhere, I'm sure. Um, They will post a dilemma. I've got this client. um, They're asking for a refund. Here's what happened. Should I give it to them or not? And the thing is, when anyone asks a question like that, they know what the answer is. They know what their ethics tell them they should do. And in that particular case, it's, it's very often, yeah, you should actually give a refund. And what they actually want, though, is that they don't want to give the refund or they don't, they don't want to do the, the right thing. They don't want to do the right thing or the thing their integrity tells them is right. So what do they do? They go onto social media, they post it, and their echo chamber, there's this unspoken agreement. Emperor's new clothes. If we can all pretend this is okay, when it's my turn, you'll do the same for me. So they'll, all go, they'll post this thing, about you know this dilemma and what what I want to do and what should I do, and the echo chamber will say, well, what you want to do is okay, even though you might think it's not the right thing. Here's why it is, and here's why it's okay. Oh, great, I'll do that then. So they, they basically their ethics are expedient, and then of course the next time someone else in the echo chamber's got a problem, they'll post their dilemma, and and everyone else will say, yeah, that's okay. And by doing that, they can maintain what they believe is the moral high ground but also break their own ethics. Now, we don't ever do that. We never, ever post on LinkedIn or anywhere else about a dilemma. And here's why. Because we know 
when it comes to ethical and moral decisions, we know what, well, I'm not saying we know what's right. We are not the, uh, the custodians of people's morality here, but we have got our own ethical and moral code and we stick to it come what may. We never argue about it. There's never any disagreement between us. And we always do what we consider to be the right thing, whether anyone's watching or knows or not. And no matter how painful it is, we do it. And the best thing is we don't brag about it either. I mean, okay, you can start bragging about it now, but it's pertinent to the conversation we've already been having. We don't then post on social media, this is what just happened and here's what I did. And that's just ego. Yeah. And... I mean, proof of the pudding. more to add, mate. Proof of the pudding here would be the cannonballs that came through our windows, both of us, different times early last, early this year and late last year. Um, and very few people outside our circle of friends and business even know about them. Right? Mm-hmm. Both done the right, very, very, very few. the right thing in in every circumstance, and we continue to do so. Mm-hmm. Most people are, are too tricky shit to do the right thing. Like, their integrity is malleable. As soon as it gets difficult to do the right thing, they don't want to do it. But I, I live by the four stoic values, you know, justice, wisdom, temperance, and courage. They are very dear to my heart. Yeah. It's not always wise to take the path of least resistance. I'd say it almost never is. And it's certainly not always honorable. Yeah. What is it? There's that cringy quote, the life you want is locked behind the things you refuse to do, something along those lines. Yeah, sounds scared to do rather than refuse. Sounds about right. Hmm. And of course, the anyway. So to go, come. Oh, jinx! (laughs) You go. I was I was going to start summarising, wrapping up. It sounded like you had something to add. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Raise your standards for yourself, for what you expect of uh, clients and prospects. Uh, This is all if you want to emulate us, of course. Put your prices up and focus up. Stop worrying about the past. Start looking towards the future. Start thinking in longer time horizons, but be painfully aware of how large your ignorance debt is. Mm. Make yourself aware daily when you're operating in fields where you don't know what you don't know, because that's a dangerous place to be that breeds arrogance and costly mistakes. (laughs) Don't jeopardize your integrity. What else is there to summarize? I was just going to using an analogy. It's very common on, on LinkedIn for a tradesperson to post a photograph of really shit and shoddy work and basically say, we don't do this. This is awful. And all their, their colleagues and their, their, their peers chime in. Oh, my God, that's awful, etc. Don't try this yourself at home, kids. Get an expert to do it. And in the next breath, they're trying their own marketing and sales and stuff. Can you smell the fucking hypocrisy there? Don't meddle in the affairs of wizards. Pay the wizard. I like Pay that. the wizard. I like that. Is there anything else to add to the summary? Yeah, spot on. Right, guys, go to wellfedbusiness.com, buy that fucking book. Yeah, inside there, there is a. Not only is there trainings on pricing, which are going to help you raise your prices, uh, positioning which is going to help you with how your prospects and clients perceive you, but it also helps with your your inner game, how you view yourself uh, aspiring to become that trusted, valued expert as opposed to the hired help, which is a critical shift. Once you've spent a little bit of time on the platform, you unlock the training vault 
and inside there is trainings all about how to say no which is a crucial part of the sales system and how to move from transactional sales to transformational sales all of this is behind a very cheap purchase of the book at the times i look at the shit we're giving away and i think we're stupid but anyway less than around that's drink. well-fed business i'll Almost certainly a pint of beer these days, six oh, okay. And if you if you're going out with more than two mates, it's less than a pint of, it's less than a round of drinks in a pub. Yeah, exactly. It's Seriously. ridiculous. Uh that's wellfedbusiness.com forward slash book. And I'm happy to leave it there, big man. Cool. See you later, everyone. See you next week. Mwah. See you later, alligators. Bye bye. Mwah.